Let's all go to the lobby, la lobby, la lobby. What is up, Brewskies? We're back yet again with another episode of the One Real In Podcast. With Woo! me, as always, is the venerable Marco Dupa. Doggy dog. <laughs> All right, now we're getting canceled on, on, on YouTube. Why? On YouTube. I can't, I can't say. You can't. You I can't can. do it. Bleep it. Okay. I am Adam Obesius Rodriguez, if you're not familiar. Thank you for joining us. Um, before we get into our movie, uh, I, I want to say we have a little special treat today because I was able to go to none other than Homeland, I would say, for our craft beer love, yeah. Cigar City Brewing. Absolutely. Um, I, I didn't tell you this, but I got you some gifts that I want to I show you okay. right now. So Gifts. Gifts on the show. Just a couple of little nice things I thought you might like. So you can pick your favorite out of these two. Okay. One of them's mine, of course. Nice. Some nice, nice. Florida man koozies. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, go okay, okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I like the feel of that one. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, Should have given me a choice. Even better than that, I would say. Oh, I don't know if I showed this. Yeah. Nice gator. Oh my goodness. Got us some matching shirts. <laughs> oh, look at that. Halloween or High Lie High Lie Ween. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I think Cigar City uh, has a special place in our hearts. Yes, it does. So. That's a sick shirt. Yeah. So, in the spirit of giving. Uh, we're gonna give you a review of none other than none other. Excuse me. You wanna try it I, again? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Quiet. So, in the spirit of giving, we are gonna be giving you none other than a review of Snoop Doggy Dogs 2001 hit Bones. Take that a little bit away from your face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we're good. Okay. Bones. Bones. <laughs> Bones. Bones. But before we do that, Marco, tell us what we're drinking today. Oh, goodness gracious, Obi. Uh, you brought back something illustrious. <laughs> this is from Cigar City Brewing. Of course. As a treat, their Imperial Stout with cherries and coconut. And boy, howdy, does it have a cold read. It sure does. Get rocking. All right. The Imperial Stout with Cherries and Coconut. <clears throat> We've created this Imperial Stout loaded with cherries and coconut as a treat for anyone looking for an indulgent and rewarding beer experience. You can have a little, so treat yourself. Uh, this is from Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida. It comes in at a whopping 12.4%. Nice. So I saw it, nice. immediately thought, perfect for the show. All right. Well, let's get wicked. <sighs> Crack it. Oh, yeah. Pull it up. Oh, look at that. Oh, no, 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 no. Not in well, my pants. I mean, it's almost like tradition for you to do that. It really is. It's, it's getting bad. I never do this at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this never happens. <laughs> Heard that one before. <laughs> Seriously, babe, it never happens to me. All right. <clears throat> Clink her up. Let's give her a sip. Ooh. Whoa. That is quite indulgent. Quite. Ugh. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm speechless for a second. <sighs> speechless, but we got a lot to say about this We do have a lot movie. to say. A lot to say. So... We are discussing the film Bones, directed by Ernest R. Dickerson. As you did just a little bit of research before this show, yeah, uh, we found out he is actually quite prolific uh, in film and TV. Yeah. So, 
I mean, he's directed uh, multiple movies. And, I mean, I think probably his biggest claim to fame, you could say, is that he is, or was at least, the cinematographer for, uh, who was it? Spike Lee. Oh, none other than Spike Lee. Yep. Uh, for some of his, you know, biggest hits. Yeah, I mean, his base, basically his entire 90s run. Yeah. Well, his late 80s to early 90s run mm-hmm. was all Dickerson. Right. So, I mean, he's still continuing to work to this day, doing stuff. Uh, uh, I, I would argue that his bigger claim to fame is that he wrote and directed Juice. I thought you were going to say Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I missed the <laughs> Fuck! I yeah. missed a, just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for well, yeah. Joe. Of ah. course, Juice is huge. Uh, Juice came out back in 92. So it was quite a quite a while until he got to Bones, which is pretty interesting. So I guess he kind of hopped in and out of roles as a filmmaker. Uh, yeah, you you would think that Juice would have given him a lot of leeway in the industry. Yeah. I wonder what the story is behind that because it's just very surprising to me that uh, he direct Juice and then just do some weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess Bones is not. Not weird <laughs> when you think about it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he went on to, to work on such hits as ER, Weeds, The Wire, uh, Law and Order, Burn Notice. Oh, and if you look at the stuff that he did for The Wire, is actually pretty, like, uh, a couple of season finales. Substantial stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Not just, you know, middle of the season stuff. But, yeah. yeah. Treme, Dexter. Oh, I mean, uh, The Walking Dead, the list goes on and on. So he has cred. Uh, I mean, like real filmmaking cred and, and obviously some of the best TV shows of all time mm-hmm. he's worked on. So, I mean, the guy knows how to shoot. <laughs> he does, um, which is interesting. Very interesting for <laughs> for a, a, a film like Bones. Uh, so a little bit of backstory here. We hadn't seen bones for a while mm. at, at least me yeah i don't know when the last time you saw bones was as a kid right I mean, yeah i mean i probably rewatched it when it was on bt yeah it's, it was on tv for a while mm-hmm. so i mean this is probably my first time watching it as an adult yeah and uh it's a it is a movie <laughs> i will tell <laughs> you that much. definitely a movie yeah so you know, I say before we get into it too much, I, of course, have to do my story shotgun. Yep. You were very efficient last week, so. All right, let's see if I can do this. <laughs> I don't think you'd have a tough time with this movie. And go. Yeah. Okay, so the story, essentially, is Jimmy Bones is a, let's say, street entrepreneur. Yeah, they don't really they don't. tell you what he does. They don't. He looks like a pimp. Yeah. But the community loves him. Yeah. Uh, he's later approached to sell crack, to which he says no. That's his line. Yeah. Because these are his people that he's going to be selling it to. Right. He's going to sell drugs within the community, which he, he But will. Jimmy Bones, I sell drugs in the community. <laughs> I couldn't help but think of that <laughs> immediately. Black Dynamite. Um, but, yeah, so uh, long story short, <laughs> he ends up getting caught up in uh, a setup essentially to get himself killed because he won't sell drugs and they know that crack is going to sell like crazy Mm -hmm. and so you know uh, a dirty cop one of his friends and a drug dealer all conspire to kill him I yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) I I think they well they killed him because they I guess they thought they had to because he didn't go in on the deal. Yeah, sure. Actually, they kill him out of a fit of anger. Really? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say is like it seemed like they were planning on killing him if he didn't go along with it regardless. You know, like. Yeah, I guess that's true because he the cop was, you know what? Let's get back. Let's do the thing. We'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're interrupting my Yeah, sorry. Uh, my you're thing. right. You're right. My bad. My bad. So uh, he gets killed. His girlfriend goes in there sees him get murdered then she becomes uh, complicit with it kind of because what the it's the dirty cop who initiates this 
Yeah. Where he's like, all right, well, if I'm part of this, you're all part of it. So everyone has to stab him as he's dying after he got shot like 10 times. Yeah. So they all stab him. His girlfriend's the only one to be like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do this. And so she ends up trying to stab herself. But he says, nah, and, and has her stab him anyway. He dies. For some reason, they feel the need to strip her dress off like it's a piece of uh, paper. Yeah. Uh, to drape his body, which doesn't really... I mean, he says to use it to clean it up, but, I mean, it, they drag the body through this house. I, don't, I just don't understand. Yes, a woman's dress, and Snoop Dogg's, like, seven foot Yeah, they're not <laughs> going to... Yeah, that's not going to be enough. No, no, no. It's a, it's a weird plot device. Anyway, so uh, he dies... They bury him in this mystery mansion in the middle of the hood. I think it's his house. Yeah, but I don't know why it looks like that is my point. <laughs> um, it's a, it, it, He's it, got design choices. <laughs> whenever yeah. they're in that house or around that house, it, we're suddenly in a gothic horror picture. Yeah. Anyway. Dutch angles galore. Yes. Uh, so they bury him in the basement, I assume. Uh, and... No, nobody tells the secret. They buried him in the dungeon keep. <laughs> yes, that's what it looks like. In the dirt. The dirt basement, uh, 10 feet down. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we get to uh, present day, which is 2001. And uh, lo and behold, this, this group of youngsters comes in to try to rejuvenate the place. Right. And they are a couple of DJs and their, uh, their manager... Uh, they also happen to be brothers, and one of them's their friend. Yeah. Uh, and their stepsisters come along for the fun, too. And so <laughs> most, I'd say like half the movie is them setting it up, even though they're getting these warnings from everyone that this place is, is uh, not safe. Yeah. Eventually, they, they unearth the body after they find the, this demon dog. Yeah. Which they're warned about as well. Yeah. Um, the dog runs downstairs, unburies the body. They find the body, and for some reason, their initial response is, well, we can't talk about this because, you know, we need to open up our club. And that takes precedence. They also <clears throat> steal from the body, um, even though they know this is the body of a street entrepreneur, uh -huh. a legendary street entrepreneur. Uh, who they've been warned about plenty of times. And uh, they go along with opening the place up. Um, the ghost starts to haunt them in, in that club, uh, causes maggots to fly everywhere. Uh -huh. One of their, the friend of the group ends up getting seduced by this woman that <clears throat> ends up turning into the dog that ends up killing him. Uh, okay. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Don't you worry. Don't worry. So along for the ride as well, uh, the daughter of Bones's ex uh, girlfriend. Uh -huh, they yeah, weren't. Yeah. They weren't married. No, no. Uh, no. Uh, That's important. Yes, um, Pam Greer. She gets wrapped up in this entire thing because she meets up with the our, our hero of the story, and um, so. She stays overnight, even though her mom is a psychic and says not to because something went down there. And so she stays anyway, gets freaked out. Um, <laughs> becomes, losing the plot a <laughs> becomes the love interest. <laughs> it's the beer. Um, okay, I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up. We find out that the people in that room when Bones died include... Bone, you know, Bones' girlfriend, who is now the mother of the the love interest. Right. Um, our heroes and our, like, little group here, the, the one of the DJs, their dad. Right. Who has warned them to stay out of the hood because it's a bad place to be. Yeah. Also, this weird guy who yells out of his window and shoots a dog. Yeah. Um, so they were all... And and some pimp, yeah. drug dealer, yeah. uh, the, the guy who wanted him to sell the drugs in the first place. Right. So Bones rejuvenates his body by killing people. 
uh-huh. uh, and eventually gets into a corporeal form and goes on a revenge-seeking uh, uh, rampage. rampage. Yes, good word. Yeah. Um, so he basically takes everybody out um, <coughs> except for his girlfriend, mm. who he brings back to his lair um, <laughs> after after it gets blown up. Lair. Um, and tricks her into, in sort of like a uh, vampiric way, uh, seduces her and brings his daughter into it too, saying, oh, we're going to stay here forever. But really they're in this like basically upside down world, if you, uh, if you will, hmm. um, the spirit realm. And our hero comes in to save the day, ends up uh, running out of there with his girlfriend. They think they're safe, but it turns out the girlfriend is still inhabited by the ghost of bones yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. throws up maggots on him. Well, he missed the the part where... Shut up! Okay, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right. That's my fault. That's my fault. I shouldn't I should have spoken. Right? That's the I end of the story. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, sorry about that. Go on. Where Pam Greer says in a, in a rush, uh, oh, his blood is still in the house. That's why he's allowed to do all of this, right? You know, spiritual walking and killing. Yes. And so we need to go there, and find the blood, and destroy it. Right. She says all this in like thirty seconds. Matter of factly. Yeah. It's very just like, right. oh, oh, I know why he's out allowed to do all this. It's my dress. It's the blood. His blood is on, on my dress. dress. Yeah. And I need to, you know, <clears throat> go. Uh, you know, his blood got on every. It was on the floor. It too. was everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got on, got on the floors. Got on her dress. Got on the cop suit. And I think we—that's very true. They don't address that at all. Yeah. Because he makes a point I'm of saying, saying, "Ah, my only good suit." Yeah, yeah. They should have done something. They should have done something with that for sure. So I, I, I think I, 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 I mean, I think that's the reason why there's no real good reason for it to be the dress. It's right. just a plot device. Right. That's all it is. Right. Um, anyway, so you're right. You're right. I, I did. I did leave that important plot detail out. Mm. So while they're in that spirit realm, she gets awoken because uh, I, I keep calling him our, our protagonist. It was uh, <laughs> like fucking tenant. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the protagonist, the protagonist. Um, Patrick. Yes, Patrick, played by Khalil Kane. Um, he gets confronted by his dad who's now been absorbed by the spirit wall. Yeah. <laughs> this this amalgamation of everyone who's died yeah. there, I guess. I don't know. They don't explain it. They really don't explain that part. I think it couldn't the, have been hundreds of bodies. <laughs> I think it's just the underworld. I yeah. think that's what it's supposed to be. So his anyway, dad he, played by a a, a star turning uh-huh. role. Yeah. Uh, Clifton Powell. Clifton Powell of course playing Jeremiah Pete. Um he uh, he gets absorbed. He's in there. He grabs his son and says, "Help me!" <laughs> Jimmy Bones did this. And, yeah, instead, instead of helping him, he chops his arm off. <laughs> and for some reason, that wakes everyone up from this uh, this fugue he state. Chops his arm off with a knife. Why? I don't know. And uh, so, in that awakened state and realizing, oh no, you know, I'm not young anymore. And this isn't really happening, uh, and this is not a good thing. She, uh, she's in her dress. She lights herself on fire with a yeah. candle. Bones comes and, and embraces her, and they all burn up together. Yeah. Then we get to the escape. Right. And the daughter. And then we realize that the daughter's still possessed I, or, or possessed now. I guess. I mean, yeah. there is that scene where she's about to jump into the elevator shaft and she gets pulled back. She walks away, yeah. And that's that's obviously like, oh, no, but no real explanation no. there. He's never done that either. Possessed no. somebody? No, he's never possessed anybody. Yeah. So that's that's a new trick. That right. He's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, credits. credits. <laughs> that is yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did that all pretty efficiently. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. There's so much to <laughs> unpack. There's so much here. to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we even start? Well, as we do, we like to start with the negative. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As we do. So let's Marco, tell me something you didn't like about this movie. Okay. There's a lot to not like. <laughs> <laughs> just, Sorry, let's just, Ernest. Let's just start it there. And that's that's the very 
interesting thing about this whole thing, right? Is Ernest Dickerson is yeah. a very, very talented writer, director, cin- cinematographer. cinematographer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're big fans, and we didn't even know this. We're big fans of his work. Yeah, yeah. You know, like to think that he wrote and directed Juice and the cinematography that he's done for some of my favorite TV shows of all time. And movies. And do, movies. Do the Right Thing and Malcolm X. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, uh, it's fascinating to see, like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he thought that this was like the – the Y2K flavor, this is the way to make a movie at this point in time. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I will say this. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. A lot of horror movies had that same kind of... Yeah, no. I was going to say the same thing. It is so in the zeitgeist of horror movies. Yeah. Miramax uh, horror movies in like early... Like 2000 to 2006 or seven. Yeah. Like all of all them, of them looked exactly looked like the same. that. Yeah. Yeah. So in that regard, I mean, I guess I can't even really call it a negative. I mean, it's a negative of the whole genre. There weren't a lot of good horror movies being made, and most of them don't age well. No. no. Like the, I would say, not the only reason I, you know, spoiler alert, I like this movie still. Um, <laughs> the, I, I not the only reason why, but a major reason why is is from nostalgia goggles. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. just. Being in that time and place when these horror movies were the thing, and you know, like, especially for younger people, teenagers going out and watching these, I'm, I'm sure if you're like 30 in 2001 and you saw that, you're like, oh, this sucks, right? You know, this is trash, right? But time and place, I think, play a big factor in the enjoyment of this film. Yeah, and I'm sure if you, well, I mean, it's sitting at a 25 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, so you're you're probably right about that. Yeah. Adults watching this, sure. were probably like, well, not Ew. probably they were like, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. So, negatives. I mean, it it's a very lazily written movie, yeah. and and what I mean by that is. There's so many plot holes that it's just it's not even worth trying to keep track of everything that's going sure. on. They, yeah. You don't they don't there's no explanation as to his powers, why he got them. I get the whole unjust death uh and that would give power to this evil spirit. That happens all the time. You see that a lot in movies where it's just like this person died unjustly and so now they're back for revenge. Sure. Yada, yada, yada. Sure. But who's to say that his death was really unjust? Right. They they make it seem like he is this Robin Hood of the hood, but they also like allude to the fact that he is still like a pimp sure, or a some criminal kind of, of some kind. Yeah, yeah. So like, not to say that criminals deserve to die, but like, it seems Fascist. like <laughs> it seems like that's just the game, baby. Right? I mean, that's that's how things go. They were moving out on his territory. Right. Uh, uh, they wanted him to be a part of this deal. He was like. You're not going to sell that free base to my grandmama. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes, we are. And then they killed him. Smoke this shit. <laughs> it just seems like, uh, uh, you know, kind of, yeah, I don't know. So that's a li- li- sure. little thing. Um, and you know what? I, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to stop your flow. No, I, I want to add to that, too, though. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they don't get into detail about his criminality and what he's doing is such a cop out. Yeah, you know, agreed. Like, it, it, it's so cheap because it's like, well, we need to find his vengeance justified. Right. We need to. I don't think they do a good job of that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Because like, even when we were watching it, it's like, you know, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like, it seems like Bones is a little selfish. Yeah. You know? Why would, I mean, given the position that his friends were put in, I mean, he's like, he literally says, like his bodyguard uh, who's his first death, his first official death was his body's back. His bodyguard is like, what would you have me do? Right. You know? And he's like, you could have died with me or you could have <laughs> died trying. It's like, what kind of position are you putting your right. friend in? You know? All debts are paid. You, you, put, you put your friend in this position, right, to take this deal. And maybe, obviously, you didn't think that his homie, Jeremiah, was mm-hmm. going to double cross him. Right. But at the same time, that's the game, baby, right? Yeah. That's the reason you have a bodyguard. It's because right. you know that that kind of shit can go down. Right. And so he didn't sacrifice himself like Pam Greer's character, so now he deserves to die. It's a little much. It's, it's a little much. Yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah, the the details about what he actually does, yeah, are a little are not murky. They're not even addressed. Right. It's just like a rich pimp sure. <laughs> just drives through the neighborhood, giving people money. Literally, just giving people handfuls of right, money right. is how the the opening title sequence is just him handing people yeah. money. And you know, what? I I think it would have been a better movie for it if we saw that he's a hypocrite and he he's brutal and has these expectations because he's such a bad guy. Yeah. You know? Yes. If if he's not seen as like an anti-hero mm-hmm. and he's just seen as a guy. Yeah. And, and you know, with laws and, and everything, uh, it kind of makes it it makes his vengeance make more sense. Yes. Because it's not justified. Right. It's just He's a vengeful spirit because in the in when he was alive, he was a vengeful right, person. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That would have made more sense. But for us to like the way that they paint it is that we're supposed to like root for him yeah. because of how these people did him. And it's right. like, yeah, I mean, fuck cops, sure. But <laughs> uh, you know, again, it's like Well, and of course they make the cop like the most slovenly, disgusting oh, despicable. pervert. Yeah. Like they they had to do that to him. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just like I mean, just disgusting. Just a yeah. fucking. Which uh, I will. I when we get to the positives, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle that one back. But yeah, yeah please yeah. continue. Is there anything else? Any other gripes that you you wanna? The 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 kids were just. I mean, eh. yeah. You know, uh, Khalil Kane, mm-hmm. who's a great actor, um, who I just realized, uh, Dickerson. Ironically, has the juice to have uh-huh. pulled Pam Greer, Snoop Dogg, Clifton Powell, and right. Khalil Kane, yeah. all these like fantastic actors, uh, to do this movie. Because like, if you slid this across my desk as an actor myself, <laughs> did you mention Snoop Dogg as one of the? I, I did mention Snoop Dogg as one of the. Well, Snoop Dogg in two thousand one. Massive star still. Well, sure, massive, yeah. massive I mean, star. Movie the, star <laughs> still is now. Yeah, true. Uh, was he an A-list actor? No. 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 The kids. The kids were, they're just, uh, they're just stereotypes, yeah. you know? That, Very and, generic. And, yeah. And I feel, I feel like that was kind of, that was a missed opportunity to do something interesting. They do something interesting with, see, here's my overall gripe, and then this will be my end of the cons for me. Thank God. My, <laughs> my overall gripe is... There's, they just do, there's touches of, of so much potential. Mm-hmm. You got Clifton Powell's character who's like, I'm, I'm out of the hood. Obviously for the most, the most egregious reason is he helped murder his <laughs> sure. friend. Yeah. And like, he's now I got to get out of here. Right. Then he, then he marries a white woman mm-hmm. and brings a, a, a white daughter into the household. So now that's super confusing in the beginning mm-hmm. when she's like, Hey man, don't talk to my sister like that. And you're like, she's white. Sister. Not mixed. Yeah. White. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Right. Redheaded. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's potential there. There's potential for, you know, um Khalil Kane, Patrick, him doing the whole like I just want to be like you, Dad. I did this for myself. I did I started this business on my own. I'm giving back to the hood that you don't want to give back to. Yeah. What's the problem? Yada yada yada. It's all these very uh, deep conflicts that are made shallow by the fact that the central plot is this vengeful spirit coming back to murder people. Right, so right. that's probably my biggest gripe is that there's a better movie here. There yes. is a better movie <laughs> yeah. deep down yeah. underneath all this shit. Uh-huh. There is a better movie. Yeah. So that's mine. Okay. Uh, well, I will actually kind of, uh, I will jump off of that into my gripe, which is pretty similar, which is that I think this is a lot of movies smashed into one. Mm. And they could have chosen one or two and made a, you know, a pretty meaningful, <laughs> thoughtful, entertaining movie. But instead, I think they kind of chose the grab bag approach yeah. and took like five ideas and smashed them together. Yeah. And the vibes is off mm-hmm. is, is, is all I'm trying to say. I will also mention, and I, I looked it up on purpose because I had the feeling this may have had something to do with it. Mm. Uh, this movie came out the month after 
Oh, so interesting. I think you know we both observed the fact that the blood looks like paint. <laughs> yeah, terrible. And I get the feeling, and I may be completely wrong in this because there are many other reasons to to paint your blood that color. But I think they were trying to tone down that level of realistic violence. Mm. You know, <clears throat> interesting. So. I've heard it in documentaries of other movies that came out around that time that they toned down the violence a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it even happened to like Halloween Horror Nights that year. You know, they, they abandoned their original idea of this chainsaw maniac, son of Jack the Clown, or not son, a brother of Jack the Clown. Uh, don't get me started. Yeah. Um, One day we are going to have a real conversation about our overreaction to 9 11. Okay. Is that is that offensive? <laughs> what? I don't think that's offensive. Oh, do, do you mean as far as like allowing our our security to over overburden our our, our uh, freedom? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm not saying that like it was justified. Don't boo make that hoo. face. Don't make that 9 face. 9/11. Boo I'm not, hoo. I'm not backing off of this. I'm not backing off God. of this because if you want to misconstrue this, this man's thoughts are all of his that's, own. Listen, that's on you if you want to misconstrue this. Okay. You know that's not what I meant. I didn't mean, huh? Fuck them. If they're not going to, listen, listen, listen. We're definitely getting taken off YouTube now. Listen, the idea that a horror movie set in some nondescript project Mm -hmm. has to tone down the violence of a demon dog spitting uh, vomit that is maggots. (laughs) Yeah. Maggot vomit. As a response to a terrorist attack sure. is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think, I, I, and we, we can talk about that. <laughs> Maybe next 9-11 <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> well, I'm, Never I, forget. I am not saying that certain steps shouldn't have been taken around that era. What yeah. I'm saying is that's an overcorrection. Well, and I, it, uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I will say, I think it had more to do with the idea that people didn't want that content at that time, and they should have just pushed it. They should have have just pushed a lot of these things that they toned down instead of toning it down, because that's like censorship, you know? Right. Well, don't make the the movie worse as a response to, you've already had this idea of like a hyper-violent, gory horror movie. Right. Uh, and you're going to change that because of a terrorist attack that happened in real life. If the sure. movie was about terrorism or hijacking planes sure. or even yeah, set yeah. in New York, right, I could right. see that response. Yeah. The, but the Twin Towers it just are, has nothing are in to do shots with it. and stuff. It's a weird overreaction. And a lot of industries <laughs> and a lot of entertainers, a lot of people made this same overcorrection. Sure, sure. I, I, I think like everyone in the U.S. especially did. I, I'd say over around the world, too. Yeah. You know, you saw that sort of market correction immediately. Yeah. And I like I understand it. What I'm saying is looking back now or anything critical of America. Right. Right. Especially anything critical. Yeah. Of America. It was suddenly rah, rah, chest thumping patriotism yeah. immediately. And also, you know, we hate Muslims. Right. Yeah. 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 That, you definitely have immediately. To that, yeah. Immediately. So um, it's 2022. We can look back on two, from 2001 to like 2006, 2007 and go, some of the stuff that we did was a little ridiculous as a reaction yeah. to this, this terrorist attack. Well, letting the you know, government see what kind of underwear we're buying and stuff. You know? Yeah, I think that was maybe an overreaction, maybe, right? Maybe. maybe. And yeah, now we're going to yeah. have to deal with that for the rest of our lives. Yeah. 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 The Strokes taking New York City cops right. off of their album right. in 2001. Well, I'm glad we corrected that eventually. Well, yeah. I don't think that that was an overreaction. I think that no. that was a necessary reaction, right? That's kind of like they're a New York band. Yeah. At the time, everyone was, like you said, rah-rah about, you know, New York, NYPD, America, the NYPD. FDNY. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. And you got, a call, you got a song calling them dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was probably a necessary reaction. No, no, no. They ain't that smart is all they say. Right, 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 right. I would argue that New York City Cops deserves to be on the album because it's a fantastic song. It's a great song, yeah. Uh, And it kind of changes the flow of the album, makes it weird. Luckily, I have the UK version on vinyl. Whatever, whatever. Not a big deal. Humble brag. (laughs) I do too. But (laughs) that is that that at the time made sense. Mm -hmm. Making blood look like paint because of a terrorist attack. Sure. Okay, 
Okay. Look, look. Is I, that fine? Is that okay? I, the re you should. Did you see her face? I didn't have to. I, I, I <laughs> felt it. When I it. said that, I felt it. The reaction is if I said like, "Yeah, we need another one," yeah. right? <laughs> I didn't think I needed to give context. No, you tuned in when I said it, and that's that's your fault. And if somebody turns on this pod 30 minutes in, and they're like, holy shit. I'm going to put a time stamp right before you say it. <laughs> that's on y'all. That's Lord. not on me. I gave enough context, enough evidence. I'm not walking that back. I'm not walking that back. All right. All right. Maybe later, if like you know, <laughs> Seat Geek or somebody approaches us, I might walk it back. FBI stop, starts knocking at your door. <laughs> um, anyway, to all that to Ooh. say, that may not have anything to do with the fact that the, the blood looked like paint. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't help but think it could have been a overcorrection, given the time period, because it came out in October. Yeah. So obviously, right after. <clears throat> right. 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 Um, so. Could be a factor, could not be. Maybe they're going, because, I, I mean, we should say very clearly here, this movie is camp. <laughs> very camp. Oh, so camp. So the fact that it's it looks like fake blood. It looks like, you know, like old school horror movie blood. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. like a little pink. Yeah. Um, like thick and super shit thick. And, yeah. Super thick. Um, could have to do with the tone they were trying to set with it. Um, so who knows? But I wanted to point that out as... A negative for me because I think it could have done better with more modern uh, effects, mm. I guess, as far as the violence and gore went. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of the effects don't really stand up anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, sometimes it's a comedic effect. So, not a complete negative on my part, but it, it, it does not age well. Sometimes in a funny way, sometimes in a groany, this looks terrible. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, where where other more practical effects like the the distorted faces and stuff coming out of the wall or inside the wall looked really good. That still, was awesome. Yeah, still, still, they still yeah. stand up and look really good. There's a lot of creepy imagery in that that I thought was really actually genuinely frightening and and uh, interesting to look at. Yeah. So it was, it's such a a mishmash of like good and bad yeah. <laughs> into one package that I think overall is is is. I'd say positive. So let's jump into that. What do you think is the the positive side of this this epic we call Bones? Well, it's a springboard off of what you're saying. The practical effects are, I think, a, a pretty big positive. Because, yes, some of it looks terrible. But some of it looks incredible. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's face morphing into the dog. That was awful. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, that's when he says dog eat dog, nigga. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's, right. that's the first time he says it. Yes, and then uh, uh, no, no, no. He says the thing about uh, chicken. No, yeah, because he says, ah, uh, oh, man. He says the thing, the the guy, the conspiracy theorist, and he says because one, the conspiracy theory that he says is that uh, the the white man is putting chemicals in the batter at 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 um, chicken places like mm -hmm. Popeyes and KFC, KFC yeah. and that black people shouldn't be eating fried chicken. And they're like, man, you ain't even black. What the fuck are you talking mm -hmm. about? So then he says something alluding to that, which again. <laughs> How would he even know that that conversation took place? It was in the car. Actually, the dog was in the car. That's why. Oh. He said, like, uh, a gangsters don't eat fried G chicken. Gangsta, the gangster of love or something. The gangster of love ain't going to eat no more fried chicken. Something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah. Um, With his human lips. Yeah. It was very, very <laughs> fucked up. But the underworld thing that they were doing. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it looked great. Extremely creepy. Yeah. Really fucked up. Like. Mm. Like you could see that in a a modern horror movie, yeah. played played in a different way, mm -hmm. could be extremely uh, unsettling. Yeah, there's scenes where some of their faces are like distorted to the point of just being monstrous, and uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so the practical effects were great. Um, Pam Greer is amazing in everything that she does. So Absolutely. I have never have uh, any negative thing to say about Pam Greer. She's amazing. And uh, the pimp, the second pimp, pimp drug dealer, whatever he is. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say, he's probably my MVP of the movie. <laughs> he was he dropped really some good. of the best lines. He was really good. He's hilarious. Yeah. When he gets his head cut off and 
Bones is like keeping their spirit with their heads, their their disembodied <laughs> heads. I mean, yeah. every line he drops. Oh, I mean, I just I, I I was like, oh right, that's what this movie is. Yeah, you know, because when you when you watch it as a kid, you don't really understand camp, and you don't understand like irony. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is a straightforward horror movie, and some sure. of the stuff seems a little ridiculous. When you're an adult, and there's a little more context, a little more nuance, even though this movie isn't doesn't do the nu- nuance well enough to to like surpass how ridiculous some of the stuff comes off. Mm. There are moments where you're like, man, that was really like if I think I think if the movie was played up as a dark comedy, yeah. It would have been a masterpiece, yeah. right? There's yeah. some moments where you're like, that's genuinely funny. And if the movie was played to that as opposed to trying to be a straightforward horror movie with these comedic elements, mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of those movies fucked up. A lot of those 2000s horror movies were yeah. like, we're going to play this thing for comedy, and then we're going to play this thing Super straight. Super serious. Yeah. yeah. And that just doesn't work. I mean, obviously, there's room for levity, but yeah. straight up slapstick comedy yeah. Yeah. does not work when the next scene is supposed to be horrific violence. Right. It just it just doesn't. Yeah. That's why Tales uh, or uh, Tales from the Hood mm-hmm. is is perfect because yeah. it plays up those things. There's very very serious things that they address in that movie, but but there's the way that they do it, the anthology storytelling aspect of it. Uh, this thing can be serious. This thing can be goofy and campy and funny, and it's this guy telling these different stories and whatnot, and so it, it works together. Yeah. You can't have both of those things, you know what I mean? It just yeah. clashes. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, sorry, we're supposed to be doing pros. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, I was gonna bring <laughs> you back to back to Earth, but uh, um, those are it. That's it. That's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, you know, I I gotta agree with you. I, I I think I think it really works in certain elements. I, I think some of the horror really works. Mm-hmm. Most of the comedy really works. <laughs> um, it's just it's the way it's put together that clashes at times. But I think with the distance we have from when it first came out now. Um, I think it works as a movie. Like I, I, I would come back to watch this again. You know, yeah. It was entertaining. It was, it was fun. Um, even, even the parts that didn't work, like it just gave you enough time to get a breather and <laughs> before the next like bad thing happens. Um, I, I mean, I, I really, I came away from it enjoying it far more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, I think. Dare I say, and I, this this credit goes to you, the perfect follow up to Saloon, <laughs> because it's like Saloon is so serious and dark, yeah, and this is so not that, <laughs> yeah, even when it tries to be, yeah, for better or worse. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. It was it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's it's it really is. I mean, Snoop Dogg is he's he's really playing it up. You know, he's in it, and he's he's. I, you know, <clears throat> is he gonna win any awards at no. any point? No, no, no. But he's when, playing Snoop Dogg. Yeah, when they and when they ask him to do something, I think he's just like, all right. I think he he's very game. Well, you can tell. You can tell. And this is also ha- having to do with like knowing Snoop Dogg personally. Yeah, right, right, right. As as you do, you can tell that he like this had to be a dream of his. Yeah, to star as like a pimp. Or like a '70s like iconic street lord, yeah, you know, and and he looks like he's having a great time, yeah, doing it. I think the way the movie's sold to him is like you're gonna be the big bad, you're gonna be this like vengeful spirit, and it's because your homies turned on you. Oh, by the way, your girlfriend's Pam. You get to kiss Pam Greer, yeah, yeah, and you just kind of get to be you throughout the whole movie. I mean, sell that to anybody else, and they're like, yeah. Sure. Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll yeah. do that. Right. So why wouldn't he? Exactly. And uh, <laughs> thus Bones was born. Thus Bones was born. Yeah. It. I think. It ends up on these on all these like essential 
black horror movie lists. And we were looking at some of these lists mm -hmm. and we're like, what? Bones. We should say that's why we got to this movie in the first place. Yeah. You chose it, but it was only because it was on a list of like horror, black horror movies that you need to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And we both had seen the movie when we were kids and we both were like, well, no, that movie's terrible. Right. Why is that movie ending up on all these lists? And, you know, now having rewatched it as an adult, I get it. Yeah. I, th I think it is essential. I yeah. think it deserves to be on those lists. Sure. And I also don't think it deserves to have a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. No. I think it's not a great movie. <clears throat> it's a fun movie. Mm -hmm. It's an entertaining movie. It's not a, I mean, is it a horror classic? No. But it's like, I mean, shit, I think it's pretty close. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's like a really entertaining. Yeah. It was, uh, it moves at a pretty quick pace. Sure, you know, yeah, it gets, yeah. gets to where it's going. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does a lot of killing. There's like, you know, there's a good, nice chunk where everybody gets theirs. Yeah. Um, everybody is, no one's bad in it. The cop is fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, that was the other thing I meant to, to bring up. Along with practical effects, we should say great fat suit. Oh, yeah, amazing fat great suit. Great fat suit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Didn't look, need, look they didn't need to do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess when he was younger, he was too in shape and he was too, like, sure. So they were like, we have to, we have to make him look like the, you know what? And and it's good you say that because I think it would have been a mistake to just give him wrinkles, because wrinkles never look as good as a fat suit, right? You know? Yeah. He's an aging, disgusting. It's showing like how his life has gone. He's just indulged in everything until yeah. he's this like fat, disgusting pervert. Yeah. And, and he, like, he perfectly embodies <laughs> that like. 70s black exploitation cop yeah the white cop who's there yeah. like to <laughs> bl blow crack on you yeah after you're already down <laughs> sprinkle <laughs> some crack on him let's <laughs> get out of here yeah. yeah i think in and uh i think it also kind of maybe i'm reading this a little too much but when i when you when you see the flashback to him being like you know good looking and in shape and whatnot that was like his 70s heyday yeah and now the years have gone by and they've they've worn him down but i think it also maybe shows a little like regret for all mm. the things that he's done but at this point he's like i'm a piece of shit so who cares at yeah, this yeah. point like i'm not going to go back and change those things right well so, it, you know fuck it, it. His, i think his first line in the movie is uh, it's not worth it or something like that right yeah, yeah. And he's as he's eating yeah. a sandwich the waste of time yeah it's not worth it so i think you know <laughs> again maybe i'm putting too much poetry on that but maybe yeah. maybe maybe that was maybe the in, thought about it maybe that was the intent yeah yeah oh yeah i think again there's deep beneath a lot of the there's there's a there's a movie there there is you there know is. yeah as shallow as that dog had to dig for <laughs> bones's bodies there's there's a movie underneath all of this yeah yeah it's the waiting to be unearthed oh oh another i guess another con is the choices made by these kids are asinine from sure, the sure. jump. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they're it, but they're they're like I mean I I get I guess the idea is this is just a straight on horror movie and they're gonna make bad decisions like anybody else. Right. But I right. think you know going back uh, Jordan Peele's approach to modern horror movies and why he's casting black people. Part of the reason is like I want to show you whenever. Black people talk shit about horror movies. They're like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go down those stairs. Somebody makes a big bang outside. I'm not going to go check it out. Right. I'm not doing all that. No, I mean, and we, so a Candyman, perfect example. Yeah, it was a, it was a, such goes, a, it was a good choice. Nope. She says, nope. Closes that door and like moves on. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, that's how most people would react in the most, but definitely most black people would yeah. react in that situation. So that was a little disappointing that, that I think, in 2001, Dickerson could have like kind of taken the piss in that instance, sure. and, and and but instead they just do everything that you would expect dumb teens to do yeah. in these movies. They go down the stairs, they dig up the body, they rob the body. <laughs> Don't listen to anybody. They try to have sex even when they're seeing weird shit. Weird shit's happening around them. Yeah. You know, people are screaming at them to get out of the house. They're like, no, yeah. we're 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 doing this nightclub. 
We're just barreling through, and I just, I just don't know anybody, regardless of their age, that after all of that shit would still be yeah. like, you know what? Not only do I want to throw a party here, I also want to live here while I yeah. fix this house up. It's crazy. Well, you know, maybe, maybe at the time, that was looked at as a breakthrough, that these black characters are acting like the white ones too, you know? Yeah. Like the fact that we have a black, I mean, ensemble really. Uh, yeah. Uh, helming, the minority was the white characters in the movie. Yeah. Helming this horror movie, I think is not something to poo poo, you yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. So definitely. I think it, it definitely belongs in our list <laughs> of, of reviewing, uh, uh, you know, movies to celebrate by black creators uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm left overall pleasantly surprised. Yes. Uh, though it, it has some issues, I think. Overall, I would recommend it. It's way, way better than I remembered. Yeah. yeah. Like, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Yeah. Well, um, one thing that we can hopefully agree on is this beer. So, as as we've stated before, we're not going to review these on our typical one beer in scale but that being said did you enjoy it i did what'd you think uh i would say that it's kind of hard for me to pick <sighs> out the cherry and coconut mm-hmm. notes i think as far as like just an imperial stout i think it's nice smooth easy drinking for being 12.4 surprisingly yeah so Recommend. Yeah. Definitely. Same. Uh, these may be hard to find outside of the Tampa area, um, but it is quite delicious, especially if you like your darker beers. Um, very sweet, but yeah, at the same time, pretty smooth going down. Doesn't hit you in the back of the throat with a one two punch of alcohol, uh, oh. which is nice. <clears throat> Before we get out of here, um, let's go ahead and review the movie. Yeah. What would you give it? Three point five. Three point five. Three point five. Three and a half bottle caps out of six. There is it's way better than a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That score is a a crime. It really is. Yeah. Sometimes this happens this happens sometimes. Rotten Tomatoes gets it wrong. They got it wrong. 25% 25% is not fair. I think it probably hovers around a 50, 55%. Still sure. probably rotten. Yeah. But not 25%. <laughs> yeah. 25% is reserved for like some of the worst movies ever made. Sure. I don't think it's that. Not this. They didn't get it. No, they, they didn't, didn't get, get it. it. They didn't get it. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got anything else to say? I think I've said enough. Well, he said enough. Sorry about like 9-11 or whatever, you know? <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna end this right now uh this has been the one real podcast thank you for joining us that's a wrap we need to get ourselves a treat